When you get out of your head and you get out of your own way to create habits that help you feel really, really good, it starts to get easier and you wonder how you let yourself wait so long to get started. Hi, welcome to the Connect with Sheila Botello podcast. I'm an entrepreneur, self-care strategist, and creator of the Seasons Self-Care app. I'm committed to helping you reconnect to your purpose, elevate your well-being, and build your version of a happy, successful life. And today, this is a Q&A episode. Welcome. I was talking about elevating your well-being and building your version of a happy, successful life. And the real emphasis I always want to place is your version. When I was younger, I loved before and afters. I loved looking at whether it was what somebody was wearing before and after to how their fitness changed to how they pushed some growth edges in their life. I couldn't have named it as that back then, but I've always been attracted to growth, people expanding their capacity, and also looking at before and afters of not only what people were wearing or whatever the case, but like what homes looked like before and after renovation is just kind of the creativity involved with it is just so fascinating. I think that's obviously why those types of shows are so prevalent on various TV shows or streaming services as well. We're just attracted to the possibility Like what is possible for all of us? And it doesn't have to look any which way. I'm so focused on that. Like what is your version of happy and successful? Like it's different for all of us. And certainly I love wellness and I love when people are feeling really whole in themselves, when they're feeling really connected to themselves. And the more connected you are to yourself, the more you're focused on feeling good in who you are, the more everything else in your life seems to work a lot better. Maybe it's perception. Maybe because you feel better, you see things with a different attitude. And so I wanted to share today a little bit about the before and after of my self-care practice. I got thinking about it the other day and I remember I've always been, as I mentioned, drawn to growth and drawn to trying new things and trying to do healthy things. But certainly there were times in my life where I really pushed myself and where I really didn't think too much about what I was putting into my body in terms of food. I wasn't really conscious yet of all of that kind of stuff and the impact. I wasn't certainly thinking about, well, what would the impact be 20, 30 years down the line, right? I think about that now and I have for a number of years, of course. That's just based on the company I was keeping with people in nutritional science and in just the whole wellness world. And it's just such a beautifully growing and expanding space all the time. So it fascinates me. And I think the thing that I love the most about the before and after stories is just that, the stories, what people are capable of doing when they're wanting to make a change in their life, when they feel dissatisfied in some way, or maybe there's some level of discomfort or dis-ease, you know, a lack of wellness, and they realize, I really want to make a shift. There's so many stories of people who have turned things around in amazing ways when, you know, you feel like all of the the cards were stacked against them. And so when I was younger, 
So like my early 20s was really, I was out doing my own thing. I was kind of eating whichever way I felt like, and I was getting sick a lot. I was spending a lot of time working and not really spending time in solitude, um, really trying to consider how did I feel on the inside? Like, and, and actually looking at the various stories that I was telling myself on the inside as well, which is something that in the spaces I'm in now, a lot of the personal growth world and spiritual world where there is that emphasis on spending time looking within, it becomes so important. I did always enjoy a little bit of solitude, but um, it was maybe not used. The time was not used in the best way. I mean, it was used. It was fine, right? But as I look back, I'm like, hmm, when we look back, hindsight, we, we have so much uh, more wisdom to, <laughs> later on, hopefully, that that probably would have made us make different decisions. But then again, I guess we wouldn't be the people that we are now if we had done things differently. But I do love to learn from others' uh, wisdom and experience and I love to pass on little things that have helped me as well. And the reason why I'm so passionate about self-care as a practice, because it's so much more than perhaps what people may think it is in terms of, you know, labeling it and having all of these types of um luxurious activities attached to it while those things are totally amazing and beautiful and we indulge we love it it's great self-care so much does involve a, a sense of quiet a sense of peace a sense of nature a sense of freedom a sense of time away from the things that keep us so busy and the ultimate form of self-care in my mind is when you can spend some time with yourself to really evaluate how you're feeling, how's your heart doing on the inside, and what are the stories that are running in the program in your mind right now? And is there something that you want to do differently? And how do you want to feel? Like these explorations make it so much more than just a typical practice. And there's so many ways of doing it. Certainly prayer and meditation is, is probably at the core of it for me personally. Um, but what my life looked like before I dove into self-care was I always had, well, in my adult life, my young adult and early adult life, I had um, a prayer practice. So I did spend time journaling and praying and, and having that experience. And I found it very anchoring. But I did find a lot of it was rooted in what other people were um, saying I needed to do and, and often trying to measure up to certain standards instead of looking at all of the information and then just really tuning in and feeling into what was right, what felt right um, at a soul level, uh, being able to also tune into what I didn't want to be doing anymore, which saying no is one of the most ultimate self-care practices that all of us can do because we can all get caught up in other people's agendas or the idea of what the world around us or the people that you know are close to us in our life think is important for us to be doing. And we can just keep moving, moving, moving in a certain direction and not be true to ourselves and not ever question 
why are we doing the things we're doing? And can it look different? Would we like it to be different? And so that's one thing that was the before. I never really questioned that stuff. I was trying to kind of measure up against an external measuring stick, if you will. And in terms of the time I mentioned, I didn't spend a whole lot of time really in introspection. I did spend time working out. Food was definitely not something that I really focused on a whole lot. I just thought, well, food is food and no one would sell us something that was bad for us. (laughs) I think I was a little naive uh, to say the least. Um, even though I did grow up in the country and my mother had a garden and she, and my grandmother did too. So I grew up very young working in the garden and being surrounded by fresh food and, and healthy things. And so that was great. But later on, I didn't really carry on the importance of it until my mid twenties when I really started to explore myself. And so food became a self-care practice for me. Being able to really look at those things that I'm putting into my body as nourishment, as fuel, as, you know, energy to be able to help me do the things that I love. Um, And then afterwards, of course, and like now when I think about the way I look at food, the way I eat has really shifted and it's going to shift for all of us, uh, depending on the age that we are, depending on the stage of life that we're at. And for me right now, I'm finding I'm eating a little later in the day, at like in the morning and then eating less throughout the day and having a, a really healthy, yummy dinner and not eating after dinner. I'm finding that's really helping me. And of course it does matter what is put into that food. Like the type of food really matters in terms of my energy. I've noticed certain heavier foods. If I have them midday, like if I have a a heavy lunch, it really depletes my energy. So I find that eating really high alkaline, a lot of greens, a lot of, you know, good fats and things like that. Um, So like, I love my green smoothie that has so many things in it, like all of the chia seeds and the fiber G and the kale and some fresh um, mangoes and or frozen and fresh, whichever mangoes and um, and s- strawberries and oat milk and just so many things, <laughs> so many good things, turmeric and ginger. And it just really gives me great energy, but it's also very calorie dense the way I, I mix it up. And, you know, might have like I'm at the stage I can have a hard boiled egg. I do enjoy those from time to time, or I have a nice big bowl of oatmeal. And then I won't really eat much until later on in the day. And maybe while I'm prepping dinner, I might, you know, have some guacamole um, with some healthy chips or something like some, some healthy corn chips or something like that. Um, and, and then we'll have just a regular you know, some good veggies and lean protein. Um, I like fish um, as much as I can have that and some other lean meats. It really depends on how I feel. I feel like I love a lot of vegan food. I love a lot of vegetarian food. I, I don't tend to label myself in terms of only eating certain ways, but I do eat clean. I do eat uh, sustainable as as much as I can. I eat organic as much as I can. And those are things that really help me feel satisfied after a meal. So I'm not needing to snack in the evening. And then there are times cyclically, if you follow my cyclical self-care primer <laughs> in my seasons app, you'll learn all about that. But the type of, depending on the type of uh, the time of the month, I will want to have certain types of food. And sometimes I will indulge, of course, like 
we all need to indulge in in treats at times. And I do find the quality of my treats that I have have really shifted. For now, it's like I love a good kombucha on the weekend. I love a good, um, this place where this market I go to makes this amazing chocolate beet brownie, but I think it's gluten-free. It just is so good. (laughs) And I love my cacao smoothies with a little bit of vanilla bean and frozen lemon. And it's just so delicious. And so these are things that I love to do. And of course, there are still all those family events and things where they have just everything. But I do realize certain things just don't make me feel as good. So that self-care is just acknowledging what feels good when you're putting it in your body. Whereas before, I, I just ate mindlessly. Um, and the last thing I want to share about my my self-care practice in terms of relationships It's huge. And I mean, I probably will share another one of these because there's just so much to self-care. Self-care involves not only a relationship with yourself, but a relationship with the people around you that fill you up and who you fill up. And something that I found myself doing was spending a lot of time in solitude. And then, for instance, when I was working, yes, I'd be with people, but I didn't really... Uh, make intentional action to have regular connection time with people. Like I kind of went in hills and valleys with that one to have those close connections. And then in recent years, I've really gotten good at having my circle of friends that I have regular check-ins with and getting together with, and whether it's going on really beautiful walks together or going for lunch or whatever the case may be, um, doing a weekend away. Like these are things that fill me up so much And that is such a beautiful form of self-care because when you're able to be with people who you can really jive with, right? You're, You're on this wavelength where you're feeling like you're really feeding each other's souls and you're really feeling both of you seen and heard. And also able to just to be 100% yourself without needing to, you know, live into some kind of agenda. It just fills up your soul and it takes you out of the ordinary. It takes you out of your everyday life. And so having people in your life where you can really talk about what is present for you at that moment in time, what you're moving through, what you're learning, what you're growing into, people who will elevate that, who will see that, who will also be doing their own inner work. To me, that is beautiful self-care. Because it just, like the better everyone does, the better everyone does, right? As iron sharpens iron, I believe that's a biblical quote and a scripture of some kind. And I don't, don't ask me where it is, <laughs> where to find it. But it's so, it's so true. We help each other. And we, we do have those times. If you can imagine those times where, say, you're at the end of the day and you had made plans to do something, but you're exhausted And of course, full permission to change plans when you're really needing to, like I always say, make sure that you tune into how you're feeling. But then those days where you're like, well, I I just don't, I'm not really feeling it. I was feeling it when I booked this occasion, but, ah, you know, but I really do care about this person. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go out and spend time with them. And then you do that and you feel so high energy afterwards 
and you're like, how did that happen? I was exhausted. That is the power of having those kinds of connections in your life and creating them, not waiting for them to just happen or waiting for someone to plan it, but actively being a participant in your own social calendar is a beautiful form of self-care and making it a regular thing even just to check in, even a phone call, even a text that is not, there's no agenda attached to it in terms of, oh, this is a task, but just a, hey, I was thinking about you and this thought came up and I just want to send you love, whatever the case, like a thought that really will, you know, that comes to you for that person, acting on those things when it actually pops up. You know, when you're out and about and you just, you think of someone, you're like, oh, I wonder how they're doing. Instead of just wondering, actually reach out and send a message or a voicemail or something, because that is truly the gift of the life that we live is having this connection. And this connection is something that, you know, I love to honor in my life and I love to also curate. And it's something that is a big part of this season's collective. And this is the place I've been talking about that really helps you to move into the next phase of growth in your life for business evolution. And it's in a community that is really focused on personal growth, focused on connection, focused on wellness, focused on using your life force energy to make a beautiful impact in the world, wherever you are, without doing it in a way that stresses you out or burns you out. And it is for the woman who is so focused on making sure that she owns her worth and she does that in service to the world around her because she, as a result, has overflowing energy and well-being. And that impact, there's like a ripple effect with how it nourishes and touches the people around her. And I'd love for you to learn about this and to come and be part of this community. If that resonates for you, you can go to the link in the show notes and wherever you're listening to this, I would love to see you on the inside. It's it's something that's been a real labor of love this year for me, this since like last year, actually. And I've just been slowly piecing together elements of this space because I feel like it's such a calling to really be a part of something with this incredible community that where we can raise each other up and where we can feel really, really good and to celebrate each other for doing that. There's not enough celebration. I'm convinced we need to have more celebration. So I am so on that team <laughs> and I would love to share that with you. So I really appreciate you listening to this episode. Have a look at your own life, the before and afters, you know, what was it like for you five years ago, 10 years ago? Is it exactly the same? How has it changed? Are you happy with how it is? Where are you headed? How do you want to feel? Again, walking in a community to work through some of those things is really beautiful, especially when you are able to be fully presently yourself in all circumstances. So thank you so much for listening. And again, if you got something valuable from this episode, please tag me on social media because I love to shout out messages that you tag me in. 
And it also just means the world to me that you listen. And so please rate, review, and share because it spreads the message of the podcast and helps those who are really going for their version of a life of more in the world. We all need that encouragement. I appreciate you and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week. Big blessings.